0: Are you overworked, overstressed, and overwhelmed? You want life to be different, but you don't even know how to get there. Man, oh man, I lived there myself. And in my experience with working with thousands of people from all walks of life, there is one simple thing that holds so many of us back, a lack of time management. We may know what we want, but we often don't know how to get there and don't feel like we can add one more thing into our already busy day. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Action Planner. It's a 90-day inspired game plan that will give you total clarity on your greatest priorities and skyrocket your productivity on the tasks that matter most. And now, for a limited time, you can get your own copy for free. And when you go to denisewalsh.com slash action. Denise Walsh, D-E-N-I-S-E-W-A-L-S-H dot com slash action, A-C-T-I-O-N. Put your information in and we will send this action planner directly to your inbox. So you can set your goals, reprioritize your calendar and design your dream life today. Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. You guys, you are going to love our next guest because he connects with exactly what we love to do. Mission, personal development, growing a business, and he coaches and rallies thousands of people to live a life of their dreams by living in their passion, giving back, and making money in the process. He is the president and CEO of EMI, and founder of Launch Your Infinite Power, which is a beacon assisting thousands from all walks of life. He has dedicated his life to a mission of service. And in conjunction with this effort, he is currently rallying to build a 1,000 homes to assist those in need, provide assistance to battered women and prevent abduction of children. Oh my goodness. Ed is on a personal mission to give away $50,000 a year to provide food, clothing and shelter for women and children around the world. Big Dreamcast welcome to Ed
1: Mercer. Hey, Denise. Thank you for having me here today. I'm so excited to be with you on this podcast, and you're such a wonderful leader, so it's just a pleasure to be here with you today. So thank you. This
0: is going to be so fun. I love your story already. You have a heart to serve, but you know that in order to have the income to do that, you really need a profitable business too. Like They can go hand in hand, and you're the founder of Launch Your Infinite Power, which we'll talk about next. But first, I know you got your start. In network marketing, and I would love to hear a little bit about how you got started on your business journey.
1: It's a wild and crazy ride, girl. (laughs) You know, I had been a nuclear engineer since 1991, and so that job took me to Maine, and I, you know, got a permanent job and met my wife and had a couple kids, and then it was a great job. I was making right around 160,000 a year um, for about 12 years, and then the plant decided to close. Like a lot of these nuclear plants are closing these days, you know, so. I was the last person there. I was working myself out of a job. I had to turn my light switch off when I left. And so every day was getting closer to not having any income. So I knew I had to find a different way to live. And I heard about MLM, network marketing, direct sales a long, long time ago, 1999 to be exact. It was a company called Global Prosperity Group. I actually joined. It was a time period when the fax machines were those rolls of paper, the fast mill ones, you know. (laughs) But two months into it, I'm like, ah, I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. But this time I had a purpose. I had a reason. I didn't really have a reason back then. But this time I had a reason because now I was being faced with not being able to take care of my wife, not being able to take care of my young kids. You know, I had built a 4,000 square foot home on the coast of Maine. So I truly needed some money.
0: (laughs) Your (laughs) why was strong at that point.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. you got to have a why. It's got to be strong enough that if the consequences are worse, then you know what you have to do. So I searched, I searched, I searched. And I found this personal development company to work with. And I thought that is perfect because I've been living my entire life that way. I'm probably one out of not many people that was able to get a manager position in a nuclear power facility with no formal education that came from basically, you know, a very, very poor neighborhood or poor, poor family. So I effectively changed the mercer mold just by my sheer desire and knowledge and, you know, want to do better and give something better to my family. when So. I finally found the company and I was like, yes. And the first few months was a crazy ride. Like I had no business experience. I didn't know how to market anything.
0: Isn't it funny how you can be successful in something, switch lanes, and you kind of have to start over because you're back to being a newbie, which means you have to put your learning cap on. And even though it may come faster because you gridded before, you know, you've developed those personal development skills. It's not always immediately easy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and what I learned from the previous, you know, the job is that the more value that I created in myself, the more value that I created for others and the more opportunities that I got, which was the reason why I became a manager of our facility. So realizing that I brought that into network marketing, like, okay, well, I have to provide value. The problem became, I didn't know how to generate leads. I didn't know how to market. I didn't know how to attract people to me. I was going out, and it was crazy. I was even taking these little cards that had, they were like a $100 bill on them, and you could put your website and it said big money. I was dropping them in the store.
0: At that point, you really are just kind of throwing darts at a wall and seeing what sticks.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yep, exactly. Hoping, looking for the A's, you know, all those terms. Um, But it just wasn't working. And so there was an event coming up that the company was hosting in Hawaii, it was a three day event and I kept logging into this back office and I would see all these people making thirty, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 a month, sometimes in a week. And I, at first I was like, that can't be real. Like they're just putting that there to inspire me to keep paying membership fees. But you know what, where I was in my life, like I knew that I had to put myself around successful people, people that were just knocking the cover off the ball. And if I didn't go to that event, it would probably be a very bad thing for me not to go because all the successful people were at the event so I had to get to the event and that's why I always tell people you got to go to your company event you got to get to the company event you got to connect these people you know so I went there and I had to borrow the money because I didn't have money for the event but I figured it out because that's what we do right we just figure things out and uh, so I made it to the event I had I didn't have enough money though to stay in a hotel So I was sleeping by the pool in the lawn chairs uh, every night and the sprinklers would come on like every two hours and just drench the crap out of me. I had to move from one chair to the next. (laughs) It was was nuts. (laughs) And, um, you know, to to wash up, like I didn't have a room to put my suitcase in. So I hid my suitcase behind a column in the hotel where the, the, the workers wouldn't find it. And I would get up in the middle of the night before everybody else got up and I'd quietly go to my suitcase and get my clothes out, my hygiene and all that stuff. And I would wash up in the public bathrooms before everybody got up because I didn't want anybody seeing me like that.
0: That's grit. That's grit. You show up in Hawaii with no place to stay, but you had the drive to learn. I mean, at the end of the day, we want to find people who have what we want and then go to where they are so we can learn what they do. Right. So tell me about how that event changed your business.
1: Oh, my goodness. You know. There were so many phenomenal speakers there from the personal development side. Andy Andrews, I think, was one of them. Eric Law was another one. Uh, quite a few. I mean, we had Bob Proctor and all kinds of people. But th- the event was great, and the learning from the speakers was great. But the most important part of that was not in the event itself. It was after the event, like the second day after the event. Because this couple came up to me, and they're like, who are you? Because we've seen you sleeping by this pool every night and i'm like and you didn't invite me into your room <laughs> and they're like look just tell us who you are and uh, i'm like look you know my name's ed mercer i have two young kids i had a, a wife i built a 4,000 square foot home on the coast of maine lost my job i lost my income i'm living off my 401k i'm maxing out my credit cards to make ends meet and they're like oh my god Like, we're just so in awe that your dedication to your success, you'd be willing to sleep outdoors here in in Hawaii just to learn how to be successful in this business. And I'm like, yes. I said, I had to get here because I knew that I had to put myself in the presence of the people that were making the kind of income that I wanted to make. And so they're like, we're going to help you. And what I found out is that they were the number one top income earner in the company. That's who I connected with. Wow. And so the first thing they said to me was, well, Ed, who are you being in your business? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Who am I being? I'm showing up every day. I'm doing the work. And they're like, that's not what we mean. They said, is it all about you? Is the money all about you? I'm like, yes, because that's what I need. They're like, well, how's that working for you? (laughs) I'm like, it's not. (laughs) And they said, exactly. They said, Ed. The more people that you help get what they want, the more that you'll get what you want. So make, don't make it about you.
0: Yeah. How do you feel like that shifted the work? Because I'm sure the work didn't necessarily change. You still had to figure out how to generate leads. You still had to connect with people. You still had to invite people into the business. But how did that flip of the switch change the work so that it actually worked?
1: Well, what changed is they, they said your marketing cannot be about you. Make your marketing 80% about the people that you want to help and 20% about yourself. The 20% is about your story and your story is what helps them. And then you can address their problems and then offer the solution. So I came back, I changed over my website, the content, you know, addressing the problems of the world, the people that I wanted to make an impact in. But I still at that point didn't really know how to use Google. I was using Google search, Google AdSense. I I was attempting it, but I really didn't. I couldn't really figure it out. So they weren't really teaching me that part of it. Uh, But there was another gentleman. Jay is his name. And he was another uh, one of the respected people in the company. And him and Mike Dillard, we were all in the same company. Jay, Mike Dillard, me, Fernie, a lot of the guys you probably see today out there. So we all connected. And I'm like, Jay, you have such a huge team. I think he created six-figure mentors, one you plan, all that stuff. I'm like, you have doing some incredible things. I said, so I wanna learn from you. How can I learn from you? He's like, Ed, it costs $2,000 an hour for my time. I said, I'll figure it out. Can I give you a deposit? He's like, sure. So I gave him a deposit. I, I figured out how, where I was gonna get two grand. I paid him the two grand. He taught me everything I needed to know about using Google AdWords uh, and Google AdSense and marketing in, you know, very high publication magazines like Rob Report, you know, things like that. And that's what changed my lead flow. We, we didn't use Facebook back then.
0: Right, right. I mean, this business for you is 2005, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I started my business in 2007 and we didn't even have smartphones yet. So um, <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you. So, yes, this was really trying to figure out how to get in front of people who are already looking for what you have. So Google AdSense, getting in publications, looking in magazines, and really just getting the word out and getting it in front of the right people, which meant you need to know the right messaging, which meant you needed to know the right client, which meant you need to know their problems, which means you could needed to speak directly to their problems so you could offer them the solution. So it is a learning curve for sure. But once you implemented this new strategy, how did it work for you?
1: It worked perfectly. Just to give you an example, 30 days after that, I had made, I think it was 20, yeah, 23,000 in less than 30 days. And then my name was on that leaderboard where everybody else's name was. I'm like, that's been real the whole time.
0: Oh.
1: And then it just kept going and going after that. And then some, you know, things happened in the company that kind of went away. But one day the company called me up and like, Hey, Ed, we know where you were. We know where you are. You start speaking on the company training calls. So now here's a guy that, where I was now I'm talking to thousands of entrepreneurs on the on the company training calls, you know, about how to grow their business. And then shortly after that, like 10 months later, I was on the stage at one of the events speaking for the company. Awesome.
0: So. Awesome, awesome. You know, and I, I think a couple of things that we can learn from your story is that it took the grit, it took the vulnerability of showing up in Hawaii, of borrowing the resources to do so, for asking for help, and then you took action on that help. You didn't just say what are you doing? And then think, well, that's too hard. You learned what they were doing and you implemented it. And then your business was able to grow. So you were actually connecting with people who were interested in what you were doing. So I know the company is no longer here, but you had such great experience from that, that you then said, all right, I know that more entrepreneurs probably need to know what I have learned because they're probably in the same boat where they've got this message, they've got this grit, but they don't know how. To generate those leads. So, how did you transfer the knowledge network marketing company to creating your own company to provide the services you do today?
1: Oh, that is another story. <laughs> you know, I had told you that that company had closed down, right? Because the owners. And um, so things got financially tough and stressful. And I ended up getting a divorce uh, that was back in 2010. And I had to go back on the road before i got divorced actually i went on the road taking some consulting jobs at nuclear power plants because i had to make some money i got very depressed like very depressed because i never wanted to be away from my kids and my wife like i love being a father and you know uh, a husband that was like the greatest thing ever and so when i didn't work like eight to nine months and everything it was it was tough i was hotel room every night thinking how the heck did my And so things, and we ended up getting divorced. About a year after that, this girl and I had met and she did not like entrepreneurship. Like that was not in her blood, but it was always in mine. And she's like, it's either entrepreneurship or it's me. So I gave up entrepreneurship for her because she became my new passion. And we were together for six years. She found somebody else and asked me to leave after being together for six years. And now I did not have nearly the money that I used to have. So I couldn't go anywhere. You know, we lived on the Gulf Coast of Mexico. It was her home. And I didn't have enough money. I had probably a couple thousand dollars. No, less than that. I think twelve hundred. But that's all the money I had left. And I didn't even want to stay in a hotel because I'm like, this is all the money I got. I need food, you know, I need to, you know, take care of myself. So I started sleeping on the back deck of these vacant homes in Florida on the Gulf Coast of Mexico. So I was feeling really, really good because I had a nice view of the, of the Gulf of Mexico, but my life really sucked at that point. <laughs> and uh, so all I had with me was my laptop and my cell phone and my hotspot. And I thought to myself on this back deck, I'm sleeping on these concrete floors. And I'm like, how do I change my life? Like I have to change my life. How do I do this? How do I make this happen? I'm like, you know what? I don't have enough money to get involved in somebody else's business, but I know how to grow a business because I did it before. So. I got my laptop out and I created my first product. It was called 3MC, Marketing Mastery Mindset. And uh, I just turned it into a PDF and I loaded it up on a website server. And I started reaching out to a bunch of entrepreneurs that I could clearly see needed some assistance. And uh, I tied the product to an event. So they started buying my product and then they were buying the event tickets. And in that 30-day period of sleeping on those back decks, I had made... $8,500. $8,500. Not that that's a lot, but it was a lot from where I was at at that point. And I made enough that month to be able to move into one of the houses that I was sleeping on the back decks of. So Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. What a story. Okay. That's where LYIP International was born.
0: <laughs> L-Y- LYIP International. And that's where you, uh, the company that you have now. So tell us about what you do now. Launch your infinite power.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody has their Own ability to create success in their company. And it all comes from themselves. I mean, you can market other people's business, but if you're not truly in love and have absolute belief in that business, then, you know, sometimes people just go through the motions, right? So when you absolutely believe in what you're marketing, you believe in the product and the service, and you show up in the world a different way. Like it's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of feeling. It's a different way of showing up. It's a complete transformation of who you are.
0: Well, what's interesting when you say that, it reminds me of the couple that says, who are you being in your business? Because you can be doing the same work, the same following up, the same reaching out. But if you don't have that internal passion, desire, drive, and excitement about it, then you are going to show up differently, even if you're doing similar actions. So I can see in your first business, you fell in love and figured it out and we're running. And now you created a product that you were just as passionate about, which meant you showed up with that overwhelming sense of excitement.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that is what people are gravitate to, isn't it? They gravitate towards your passion.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the difference of going through the motions of building a business versus creating a movement. Right. People want to be attached to something. People want to be attached to the aspiration of future results or a future uh, activity or newness in their life. Right. So I always tell people to take their business, create a movement, whether it's a movement of helping women feel beautiful again or lose weight or whether it's men who have been laying on the couch and fattening up over the years and want to get their bodies back in health. You know, we can use our network marketing companies to help people recover their health and their life. And we can be passionate about that. So we can choose the people we want to serve based on the movement that we want to create and then just create a marketing campaign around that.
0: Okay. And you did all of this from your hotspot on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So what (laughs) services does Lip provide now?
1: Uh, We have many. You know, the first one is, uh, that's my video series, my membership uh, site where I train network marketers, MLMers you know, how to have the right conversations, right? When they're talking with their prospects, their leads, how to generate those leads, uh, create duplication within their team. And there's a host of videos there, like all my experience from creating all that success in that network marketing company, all those videos are in there. So, and those videos took me from really making nothing to, I think my biggest month was $78,000 and over three three years I'd made 960,000. So all those videos are the exact things that I did in that business to create that outcome. So that's one service. And then the other services are, like I said, I'm a master at creating webinar funnels, sales funnels. Sometimes I get asked, what is a funnel, right? <laughs> I know you know what it is, but a lot of people don't. And they're, they're different. Like a sales funnel is completely different than a webinar funnel. So, you know, I have to really help people understand that a simple sales funnel is just taking somebody through a process right to get one product of value that's going to help them and then you know they make their payment they get redirected to another page where there's another product that has value that can help them so it's a ladder you know a ladder of value that people get to go through through that sales process and i help people build their sales funnels that way you know we we also have webinar funnels we teach people the right components to have in a webinar funnel i can't tell you how many people that are actually in the well-known group from my buddy russell (laughs) but uh a lot of them are still trying to figure out their, their funnels, their webinar funnels. And I did too. It took a little bit. like my first webinar funnel I made zero dollars. there was crickets on the line. I was like, oh God right? <laughs> But then I figured it out because there's four key components that you have to have in the webinar funnel and if you're missing any one of them, it's just not going to work. And so I've changed everything over and then on my second webinar funnel, I'm only telling this because I want people to understand how powerful webinar funnels are. Uh, but that second webinar funnel, It was like the same thing all over again in the beginning. There was nobody talking, nobody commenting. Oh boy, here we go again. I'm going to be here by myself talking and make no money. But I didn't truly believe that, but that's just kind of what I was thinking. And uh, 20 minutes into the webinar, I started hearing ding, ka-ching, ka-ching. And then it went on for like 30 minutes after the webinar was over. That single webinar made me $43,000. Wow. Wow.
0: So for those that don't know what a webinar funnel is, a webinar is basically where you promote the live webinar, or it can be recorded eventually, but you record the webinar, people hop on to listen to your presentation to hear more about what you're offering, and then they can purchase immediately. So while you're doing the webinar, you can see people purchasing your product. And I'm sure that with your yeah. trial and error and practice and pivoting and seeing what questions they had, you really become an expert. In what people need to hear to say yes to what you know is going to help them. So, would you mind covering a few of the keys that are super important for webinar funnels?
1: Yeah, the first one is the webinar opt-in form should demonstrate the value, the knowledge of what that person is going to learn on that webinar. Otherwise, they're not really going to care. So, people have to understand what they're coming into, what they're going to learn, how it's going to benefit them, and then when they actually pop in the webinar room, the first component is why should anybody listen? to the host right it's the credibility you know who we are and what we've learned and how we progress so it's not really about oh i have a successful webinar i'm making all this money no it's not about that it's about my webinar sucked in the beginning but i figured all this out and this is what happened and i learned from it and i want to teach you what i know too uh so then you know you're connecting you're resonating with those same people because they're going through the same process that i already went through right? So it's that credibility up front. And then there's uh, the conflict, right? There's always conflict. So a lot of times people don't like to talk about conflict, but the more you can be real, authentic, and even show some vulnerability, and they can see that conflict, like, you know, the conflict of, I want to start a business because I had this big conflict in my life. Maybe a family member had cancer, maybe somebody was losing their home. So I needed to make some money. That's why I got involved. And I had all these issues that wasn't making it anywhere. Then there's the shift, right? Because the shift always comes after the conflict. And the shift is, you know, who you learn from, who you connect with, that you just gained a bunch of skill sets and knowledge that changed your business, whether it's through a coach, a mentor, uh, or, you know, whatever. But that's the shift from the conflict. So people can clearly see the path from beginning to the transition to the end. And then, of course, the last one is the stack, which we call... It, right that's where you're showing the value of everything that they are learning on that webinar and why it makes sense for them to pay the price for your product and service. Because if they go at it alone, they can actually pay a lot more in learning, you know, and never really figure it out. But through that transition in that webinar, it's not just about talking, it's about demonstrating, like showing people what this specific action did to create this specific result but they're learning, I just learned something today that I'd never knew before, then yes, I want to buy that course.
0: Right. So they're going to leave your presentation, not just knowing and connecting with you, but they're going to have belief that they can learn it too. And they're going to know that you're not just talk and talk, but you're going to actually teach them a specific skill or technique or exactly what to do so they can have a similar result. What's interesting, and we talk about presentations, I've, been listening to a lot of webinars as I'm just trying to, you know, see what I like. And there's some that talk a talk, and I'm like, but I don't know what you're teaching me. I'm not sure how why I can't do this on my own. And so it sounds like having a specific end result that people say, "Oh, I need help. I need help to do and to learn this because I, I it will be trickier on my own" is a big part of the process
1: too. Yeah, I've attended many webinars too, where like at the end of the webinar, I'm like, what the heck did I just go through? I mean, that's just like an hour of my life that I'll never get back.
0: <laughs> right. Well, sometimes it's vague You know, and it's just not clear. Them. Yeah. So tell, we've got yes. a lot of people on here who are new entrepreneurs. They know they want life to be different. They're stepping outside their comfort zone. They're learning a lot of new skills that you have learned as well. Give me a few tips or pieces of advice for any new entrepreneur that might be listening today.
1: Yeah. The biggest piece of advice is, and I have actually two of them. But I think the most important one is people have to figure out who they are, right? They have to figure out who they want to serve. And nine times out of 10, the people that we want to serve is people who are just like us or the life that we you know, previously lived. And the reason why I say that is because you know, we talk about addressing people's problems, right, and offering solutions. But I want each person on the line today, the new people, I want you to ask yourself, why was it that you got started in your business what problems did you have who are you are you a woman are you a single mom a father raising your kids alone because whoever you are there are a million other people out there in this world that have those exact same problems so when you tailor your marketing message to those people and you get in front of them You're an expert at it because you've already gone through it. And because you're an expert at it and you've already gone through it, you know what you're talking about. You know the problems that you've had, you know the problems they have, and they are connecting with you through your marketing, your media. And they're saying, wow, this person almost knows me better than myself. But they have found a solution to change their life, the life that I want. And so I want to know more about what it is that you do. Because otherwise, if we don't connect with people at that level, we don't even know how to begin to address their problems. And therefore, we can't even offer a solution. So that's the first one. Awesome. The second one is, um, you know, for them to change their life, they have got to learn how to market their business and get attention and keep attention. Because if it's just about friends and family, you don't have enough friends and family to have a consistent cash flow of $10,000 or more per month. So hire a coach hire somebody figure out advertising learn how to attract people to you because when you take those two things and you put them together and you're putting what you have in front of the people that can absolutely benefit from what is that you do and the problems that you've had and the problems that you're attempting to serve people are going to buy into what you have very easily compared to just throwing mud at the wall to see what sticks
0: Right. So knowing who you are, knowing who you want to attract, and then knowing how to get the message out will give you that stream of leads. So you never wonder, what should I do next? You always have people asking for more information. You always have people opting into your services. You always have people saying yes to you. So you're not caring about those who are saying no. You don't even hear them anymore because you also have people saying yes. And you're... you know, I think, like you mentioned earlier, the passion is overflowing and people will connect with that. And then you'll see that business truly can be easy because you're creating momentum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And when you're in flow like that, life is bliss. I mean, it's just so exciting because now, not only do you have the ability to do what you want to do, but you have the ability to help others when somebody else is in need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, a long time ago, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help family members because I didn't, you know, I didn't have money to help them. But now if there's an issue, I can say, okay, you know, what's your PayPal account? Let me send you some money.
0: Well, and it sounds like, <laughs> too that, yeah, you really have a heart to serve as well. And you're looking to build a thousand homes to assist those in need. You want to donate $50,000 a year to provide food. Tell me where the heart for service brewed for you.
1: Those are very near and dear to me because that's how I grew up. We've lived in a very poor neighborhood. My, and it's no fault of my father. His mother was a drug addict. So him and his six, five other siblings were in and out of children's homes for most of their teenage lives. And my dad was the oldest. When he got out, he helped raise the siblings, get them out of children's homes, raise them. Then he met my mother and so he would never have had an opportunity to, you know, get a formal education or anything like that. But he got a job that could sustain him and my mom. And my sister and I came along. Of course he had to find a house. And uh, it was in a very very poor neighborhood, and uh, my life was all about fighting all the time. I fought like three four times a week. I didn't have any friends. People judged me because of where I lived. The house that we lived in, they said looked like a red barn. I was a pretty geeky looking kid, so I didn't have any friends, and uh, we barely had any food m- many times. And I was working at 12 years of age, making a dollar fifty an hour, putting in raised flower beds, and my dad would come to me occasionally and say, "Eddie, can I borrow some money?" so that we can buy some groceries. And I thought, oh my God, you know, I'm 12 years old and my dad is asking me to borrow money for food. So he went dumpster diving, you know, he used to go in the back of grocery stores and get food out of the out of the dumpsters, find stuff that was good to bring home to us so we had something to eat. So that's why that charity is very important to me because I've been through that, you know, not having enough to eat. For battered women, you know, my, my dad's mind just became diseased from what he went through. And he would beat my mom up at least three, four times a week. And I remember watching her all the time get underneath the kitchen table and put her arms over her head begging not to hit her. But it happened all the time. And uh she's just stuck with it because she wanted to keep all us kids and family together. But um so that that was very hard for me to see happen in, in our home and I was such a young boy there's nothing I could do about it. And you know, his mind just got even worse and I guess I was 10 or 11 and he sat all this down on the couch, all of my sisters, my brothers, my mom, swallowed a bottle of pills, was falling over on a bat uh, and he had a gun in his hand. And he said, if I'm going to leave this world, you guys are going to leave this world too. And he was going to shoot all of us. So, you know, I, I give much credit to my mother for being able to stick through that. And uh, she was the only person that was a huge supporter for me. in My younger days, she always talked me up, told everybody how great of a kid I was, what I'm doing in my life, you know. And uh, so my mother's my biggest blessing. My father died when I was 18 and uh, he was 38. But my mother's with a wonderful guy now. He takes great care of her. So that's why that charity is very important to me. And then, uh, you know, when I, I was homeless myself, right. And in Florida, I drive to Tampa all the time and I just see people. They didn't ask to be that way. Nobody wants to be without a home, but unfortunate circumstances has led them to that point. And it could be the way that they were raised. It could be the way that they grew up that caused that, you know, they don't want to be there. They just have to be there because they don't know how to get out of it.
0: Wow. Wow. We always say that your why is born out of a blessing or a burden and you've taken your situation. You have kind of, like you said, you've shifted the Mercer family into a new I' uh, created a new legacy, and then you're able to use your experience and give back to people who are sim- in similar situations. And that, my friends, is why it's important to develop yourself, develop that grit, develop that vision, because whatever situation you started with, you don't need to end there, and you can always go back and serve those who are there as well, uh, and give them that hope that, oh my gosh. Life can and will be different and offer them the support to do so. So amazing story. I honor you and your effort to do that.
1: Thank you. Appreciate that. And, you know, as far as changing the Mercer mold, I have done that. You know, I took my family into a nice, beautiful home on the coast of Maine. My son and my daughter are so goal-orientated. I always tell them they can be, do, and have whatever they want as long as they want it bad enough and are willing to work for it. So my son's in his second year of college for criminal forensics. He wants to be in the FBI. My daughter's a badass gymnast. (laughs) But, you know, they have goals and they don't stop. They're very competitive in making sure that they're going to achieve them. So I went to my daughter's uh, track uh, award ceremony this year and she was, uh, in gymnastics for several years and she's really, really good at gymnastics. She's got first place and a lot of stuff, second place and other stuff. But last year she decided to go and track, like out of the blue, she's like, I'm gonna go in track, dad. I'm like, okay. So the coach at the award ceremony was talking about her and they're like, there's this girl that was in gymnastics and she came to us this year and we are so grateful to have her because she knows what she wants and she's added a lot of value to this team. and." uh He said, this girl came here her first year in track, and she almost beat the school record in a long jump that was set in 1968, and she only missed it by six inches. He said, you're going to see this girl's name in many, many papers moving forward. Maddie Mercer, come up here and get your award. And uh, i bought broke (laughs) volunteers.
0: Oh, I bet. I bet. I bet. And just like you, she's adding value to the team, working hard showing up. It sounds like she's walking the talk rather than just talking. So you guys, if you want to continue to learn from Ed, he's somebody who has created several successful businesses and is has lots of resources in order to help us, including a personal development program that is an audio plus a workbook plus some videos... And the link will be down below, but it's at litinternational.com slash event gift. L-Y-I-T com slash event gift. And you can go there to learn just the, the personal skills that he has used to create multiple businesses that have been successful. And then, of course, the funnel information and how to create good webinars and all of that stuff is on his site as well. So, Ed, is there anything else you'd like to end with?
1: The power of story. Use your story. Don't be afraid to get a little vulnerable because people realize you're real at that point. You're authentic. They know what you've gone through. And storytelling is just like the Hollywood films. Everybody loves a great story, right? That's why we would go watch the movies. We want to see it. We want to hear it. We want to read about it. So don't just put out your company website out there. It's not going to get you anywhere fast, but use your story. And your story is the most powerful thing that you have. I will tell you that my own experience, my story of living on a vacant deck On the Gulf Coast of Florida and build my business from there has been the biggest story I've ever told, and it has made me so much money. So, it tells (laughs) your story.
0: Absolutely, (laughs) Amen. Thank you so much.